Hi there, Allison here, career coach and your host of Home Run Interviews. This is where every day we break down tricky interviewed questions, learn how to put our best foot forward, and tackle those interesting topics, all so that you can knock your next interview out of the park. Today is the first part of a series where we're going to take a step back and talk about your job search. Are you being intentional or reactionary? This is Home Run Interviews. Okay, so let's start at the top. What do I mean by an intentional job search? So here's how 80% of the population of the world applies for jobs. They get laid off, they panic, they update their resume super quick, and then they make it to the job boards, your Indeeds.com, your Glassdoors, your ZipRecruiters, and they flood the market with as many resumes as possible, applications, and they don't stop until they get tired of not having callbacks. Again and again and again. If this sounds like you, don't worry. You're in the right spot. We're going to go through how to be intentional about every single step of your job search and how to put work up front to make sure that your results far surpass anybody else. So today, we're going to start with the document that used to be the be-all, end-all. And while it's still important, it doesn't carry as much weight as it used to. Yeah, I'm talking about your resume. So when we're looking at our resumes, what you really want to think about is it's not the thing that's going to get you the job. And I think that this is where most people make their first mistake. A resume is important, but think of it more like a Tinder profile. It might get you a date. Maybe. It needs to be something that is good visual quality, has impactful words, and is going to speak to the listener. And just like a Tinder profile, there's a lot of connections, and that interviewer is going to have to make some quick decisions on which way to swipe. So a lot of people get stuck uh, thinking that they need to make a whole bunch of revisions um, to their resume, and that becomes really overwhelming for them and not economical for time purposes. Or they use the same type of resume to apply for every single role, even if there's varying details in the jobs themselves that they're applying for. So I suggest doing something that's kind of middle of the road. Um, that has a lot of upfront work, but a lot of down-the-line benefit. I like to call this the brain dump resume. And what that is, is that for every single job that you've ever held, every single line item, every single task, that you really expand on those roles, tasks, responsibilities, and achievements to a very granular level. Obviously, this resume is not the one that you're going to turn into your employers, but it's more of like a master document that, like a treasure chest, holds everything that you've ever done um, so that when you actually have a job that you need to apply for, you can very easily match the details um, within the job description to the things that you have performed within your previous work. Now, unpacking your experience takes a lot of time. But 
when you're talking about leading a team, it's way more impactful to be able to say every single thing that you did to lead that team. You managed individuals on goal setting, you developed their skills, you hit KPIs, you uh, um, talked to senior managers, you delivered on departmental goals, you made suggestions, the list goes on and on. And that's the same for being a communicator or having project management or developing a user experience or being a paralegal. All of these skills have a thousand different things that you do every day to be good at your job. It does take a lot of brain work up front, but the more you can bullet these and the more that you can be specific with what you did and what you accomplish, the more you can craft your resume into something that's really going to speak to the roles that you're applying to. So that's step one. Master document and also go ahead and make a master document for all your technical skills. Softwares you have learned, languages you speak, um, achievements that you've won, certifications you've obtained, those technical skills, go ahead and list all those out too. Also, experience that's not job related. So your volunteer experience, um, some of the clubs that you might be a part of, any extracurriculars you enjoy, um, even if you own your own business or have like a side hustle or something like that, those could all be valuable too. You might as well go ahead and throw them into the document so that you don't forget about it. Now this document should be ever evolving uh, with every job that you have. So just go ahead and set a calendar reminder to yourself to check in on this document and fill it out every three or four months. That way you stay on top of it so you don't have to do this again and build from scratch. So now once you have that whole big document done, you can actually go ahead and take the details and put them into a smaller single page format for your templated job application resume. Now that templated job application resume will probably have different variations. If you're in sales, you'll probably want one for outside sales, one for inside sales. You'll want one for account management, account executive. Um, there's a lot of different types of roles that you have transferable skills to. And so you're going to want to have a copy, a standard copy of each of those resumes for each of those job descriptions that you're searching for. So now we get to the easy part. When you're looking for jobs and getting ready to apply, all you need to do is make a copy of that resume again for that job description and tweak it for certain specific things that the company designates that is important to them. So I like to think of this as the reason why I'm hitting the apply button. That's what I want to highlight in my resume. I want to make that as applicable as possible to that role and as eye-catching as possible to the person who's going to be reading the document. There's some cheats that you can do here, listing things under key accomplishments, because that's a call-out section that draws the eye, uh, putting certain things in bold to make sure that they get attention. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do this, but what you want to do is make sure that the person who's on the other side of the table sees that part about you. I should mention here that when you are actually applying for jobs, taking the time to write a cover letter is important. Again, this is one of those things that 80% of other candidates don't do. 
and so you should. It's going to make you stand out, if nothing else, but it's also a really good way to explain um, things that might not necessarily make sense at first blush. Things like changing careers, re-entering the workforce, uh, relocation, uh, the list goes on and on for those personal circumstances that might be affecting your work. So cover letters definitely need to happen. Um, they don't necessarily have to be as formal as what some older online templates dictate, um, but they should be able to paint your story and also your key accomplishments in your words. So I know we, we went through <laughs> a lot of how to build your resume. Um, and there's a couple things that you want to keep in mind as you're looking at the finished product. Uh, first thing, most important information goes to the top. Obviously, your name, your contact information, whether or not you choose to have an executive summary and objective statement is up to you. It is a good place to highlight certain things. If you're going to use it, make sure it's specific to the job that you're applying for. And it's only one to two lines maximum that is written specifically for the company. Then you're probably going to put your experience. You can either put it in reverse chronological order or again, what's most relevant at the top. Um, it depends on a couple of variables there, but whatever looks good to you. You're likely going to have some white space. So go ahead and fill this in with other things that are going to make you seem like a good candidate. Sometimes as skills, sometimes it's interest, sometimes it's volunteer work, sometimes it's education. Certain things that you don't necessarily want to put on there. Um, you don't need to list that you have references um, or your reference names. People will ask for those if they need them. Um, and same as if you're uh, willing to relocate. That doesn't belong there either. That belongs in your cover letter. What I'm really trying to say here is give to some thought to the layout of your resume. Your interviewer or their potential interviewer only has about 10 seconds to look over that before they make a decision of to put you into the call pile or the reject pile. Think about your resume in terms of curb appeal. Is it easy to read? Are there things that call the eye out and get grab attention? Are they impactful? Do they have detail? That's the stuff that really is going to get you ahead. So make sure that you spend some time there really thinking about the format. That's it for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, as always, if you need help with your resume or being intentional about your new job search, I'm always available. Just go ahead and hit me up at coach at affordableCareerConsulting.com and I'll be more than willing to work with you. Thanks so much and we'll see you tomorrow.